welcome to Talking Out of Slot, the slot car podcast about all things Scale Electric, Carrera, Slot It, and any other exotic brand that you race, rally, or just collect. I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. Hello, everyone. In this episode, we'll be talking money. I'll be paying the right price for our toys and asking who races a £250 slot car. And in other news, some kits to bash at a lower price point. Ah, that's very much your sort of thing, bashing kits. What have you been up to? What have you bought? Well, um, it's uh, something caught my eye, Scott. It was... um... (laughs) Beautifully shoehorned. Beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was a company called Atlantis, who um, I'd never heard of before. And they were offering um, a range of uh, 132nd snap fix kits, which I always like to turn into slot cars. And it turns out that these are old. It's reboxing, repopping of 70s, 80s kits. So I think most of them were Revel, but they might have been some others in the mix as well. Um, there's things like a 71 Firebird. Um mm. There's lots of dragsters, like, um, oh, what do you call them? Street stocks, I suppose, and mm-hmm. hot and funny cars. Um, there's some, some proper spindly top fuel ones as well, which, you know, there is a small but dedicated uh, slot dragster community, isn't there? there uh, is. I remember the first um, UK slot festival when it was at Brooklands and they had the drag strip underneath Concord. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and I I didn't get to give it a go because I was racing 1930s cars in the clubhouse, but um, apparently it went very well. So it, yeah, um, that, they they brought it to the I can't remember, it was the first or the second Toyota event that we and uh, it's amazing. I mean, it was just yeah, it's a, it's a, it's such a bit like real drag racing though. The sort of initial try to go, oh wow, this is great, and then you think it's a lot of effort to put into something that that you're running for you know, two seconds <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Oh right. Uh, what what really appealed to me was the notion of the kind of you know feet and feet of track at the end with just lots of foam. Uh, yeah. So the idea you just boom, you don't slow down, you just drive into this lots of foam. But sorry, I'd be nervous. So you've you've not bought a dragster then? No. No, I have bought a 1982 uh, Chevrolet Camaro, which is the. Angular one, Scale Electric's done it in its IROC racing version, but this is a standard mm. road car, which will be joining the uh, Miami Vice fleet. Um, okay. In the very first episode, uh, Crockett gets his speedboat stolen, um, and he goes off, he commandeers a Camaro, uh, which is bright white with silver and grey stripes. Um, and of course, the person who's stolen his boat actually turns out to be a cop from New York called Tubbs, and they become mates. Ah, right, and it's an origin story. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, an origin story of Miami Vice with a Camaro. I mean, who hasn't made friends with the person who stole their speedboat? I mean, it happens every day. <laughs> Kevin, I mean, these days he'd just shoot them. They'd never get to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be a really yeah, short series, wouldn't it? Yeah, but really, yeah. I said that big one. The maybe is the maybe is a series, and you know, cop shows if they were real, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all last about five seconds or something. Oh, we go. oh actually, I'm, I must. I, mean, I know this is not very good radio, so forgive those who are. In fact, it's not even very good television because it won't be. Really sure. But you, uh, as well as being Mammy Vice, you've got a thing about the professionals. That's mild obsession. Yes, I think we should call it. 
the professionals yes. TV show for those who don't know, which was an eighties TV show, seventies, eighties, seventies into eighties. Yeah, it's okay. And um, not only do you build slot cars from the series, but you find the locations that the things were shot at, and you go and visit them. It's I quite. Do. I mean, talk about as a uh, quest. It's quite a quite a quite a one. But you were you were doing well up in London the other day, weren't you? Yeah, I went round uh, Westminster and Whitehall because basically um, it was supposed to be um, the answer, to, Britain's answer to Starsky and Hutch. So, you know, two wisecracking guys in a fast car going around and solving. Um, they, they weren't secret agents and they weren't police. CI5 was, was halfway betwixt and between um, and sort of a law unto themselves. Uh, these days you can read it um in a media studies course as being a fairly fascist organization where, uh, you know, there's no right to reply. You just get duffed up and thrown into a cell. Um, and yeah, they drove 3D to Capri's, uh, certainly for the last few series, um, started off with a TR seven and a Dolomite. And yeah, I go around and find these spots. Uh, I mean, the first series was all outside of London and then LWT London weekend television who commissioned the program sort of went, hold on, we've got this, supposedly great program about you know butt kicking uh detectives and uh, set in london and you haven't filmed an episode in london yet so the whole thing then became based in london which is actually a lot more of a pain to get around than the uh bedfordshire uh berkshire hertfordshire countryside that they used for the first series so yeah i've done most of the out of town stuff and then i started because i had to go into the central london yesterday and got a few um locations there i mean alec who's at our club he runs a 4-3 tv forum which is very much like slot forum uh for people who loved tv in the 60s 70s and 80s and he organizes tours of locations so they went up to manchester last year and did all the locations from life on mars the um the pastiche 70s cop show that was done 15 years ago now probably yeah, more. quite a while ago though actually yeah yeah quite um with gene holtz um it's 1973 it's dinner time i'm having oops um <laughs> that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> there's so much in there that our overseas listeners are just not going to understand <laughs> I've, I've got a the life on mars cortina on on the go uh-huh. Uh, and it was followed up with a series called Ashes to Ashes, where he drove a Quattro, and they've just, and we're so disappointed, cancelled um, the final series. There was supposed to be another one. Uh, it's all written. It was in pre-production, and then they've canned it, so hopefully Netflix or someone will come galloping to the rescue. And what, and what, um, Bowie, what Bowie song were they going to use the title from this time? Lazarus. Oh, right. From, doesn't... from the last album, from the Black, okay. Black Star album. That's all a bit dark, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, um, okay. And who knows what car would have been driven. But all the cast from both of the two previous series said, yep, we're in. And then BBC pulled the rug from under everyone at the last minute. So hopefully it will find some life somewhere. And then we've got more some... locations to visit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Alex famous for doing the Sweeney. He's done On the Buses. He's done all these great 70s TV shows and found all the locations. Apparently now the woman who lives in the flat that John Thor, uh, his character Regan, she's now got so used to these guys turning up, because a lot of them turn up in period clothes. 
<laughs> um, sheepskin coats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and flares. <laughs> and stick on sideburns. And um, yes. weird. Weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, in the slot car community, we're not that mad, really. I, I sort of well, have a foot in both camps, as does Alec. I remember once going with the, the gym slot car meet, and we went to a Subutio swap meet and tournament. And I quite like Subutio. But we were sort of standing there, and there was a kind of hush. There was about 12 tables, and they started all the games at the same time and then played for whatever it was, 15 minutes or something. And both of us kind of stood there looking, and we looked at each other, and, and they could just, without really saying anything, the thought, the thought went, God, look at these weirdos. But before we could have got to the end of the thought, we thought, this is what we look like. And we're playing toy cars. Uh, so, yeah, everybody's hobbies are a bit weird when you look at it from the outside. Anyway, um, I don't think we've still got to... You know, so your Camaro for um, the Snap Fit one. Yes. Do, talk, you, you might revel. I, on holiday many years ago, as in you know, 12, 15... I bought there was a gift set which was three Revel DTM snapped together cars, yeah. already painted and decaled and everything. Those those pre-painted Revel ones they did um, a Peugeot three hundred seven WRC. Who didn't? So if you you know if you can't get excited about the Scale Electric one, the SCX one, the Ninko one, the Avant Slot one twenty eighth one, the Auto Art one, um, which is beautiful. Auto Art one is the best one, I think, as more. Yes, or you could fashion your own from this Snapfix kit. Um, and there was a Volkswagen tow rag raid car as well, I think. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Oh yeah, but the three o the three o nine CC. No, not three o nine. Three o six CC. Yeah, showing my age there. Three o nines were around when I walked <laughs> to Peugeot. Um, it's astonishing how many slot models of that there are. Because <laughs> you know, it's not like it's a nine one seven or you know some absolutely fantastic you know dripping in motorsport heritage car. It was uh, it was just slightly gawky looking and not terribly successful but obviously everybody I mean whoever was doing the licensing at Peugeot rather than waiting to be asked was clearly phoning everybody <laughs> we'd like to do a model we'd like to do a model I, I'm Have a the... real fan of the road car and the rally car which gets me shouted at an awful lot when I'm on rallies because everyone goes no 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 it was just marketing people and it was, you know, they had a perfectly good car they could have made another perfectly good car and marketing insisted it had to be this stupid car and I'm like yeah but it looks cool Sort of. If you like a car that looks the same going forwards and backwards, it's, it's really cool. It's, yeah, it, it it struggles to look. Most competition cars look quite kind of muscular, don't they? They're kind of haunched down and all that. It just never, it constantly looks like it's kind of jumping away. It's a cat scared by a spider. It's sort of, <laughs> yeah. so, but I love uh, the fact that it had to stay a cabriolet. Well, the, the roof didn't work, though. Yeah. Well, it, no. all the, the roof Surely was held not. in place by two wing nuts. Um, the roof was was bolted to bolted the roll on. cage, but if you took those mm. nuts out, it would it would fold exactly the same way as the road car. That was well, no wonder that was crazy. There's no structural rigidity at all, <laughs> other than the roll cage, obviously. Um, Mine's returning but... to the track tonight because we've got modern rally. And I was running my uh, Ninko Citroen C4 WRC in the Sebastian Loeb uh, Red Bull livery. Um, and I can't make it go. The front wheels seem to be doing something dismal and bouncing the guide out of the slot on every right-hander. So I'm going back to my 
failsafe uh, Ninko Peugeot 307. So, okay. Uh, well, I, and funny you mentioned bouncing, because I have to hand <laughs> a, a rally car, which does quite a lot of bouncing, which is my, my uh, original um, SEX butt sold by Skeletrics. You can tell because it's got a, a, that kind of motor in it, which I must have bought in 1985, 86, something like that. Um, I love love this car. I mean, it's, it's been painted up a little bit and things, but the tires are gone, and I'm struggling to find replacement SEX tires. And then messing about, I realised that the slotted tires off the um, the polycar set cars, the Subarus, seemed a reasonable fit. Uh, and so I've tried that. So I've fitted this with slotted tires. My goodness, the transformation! In normal mode, going along, the front end does this. I mean, it just chatters along. Right. I don't know why, lumpy wheels out of street axles, the rubber band. In this designation, going fast, it's fine. Go at half throttle and it still flutters along. I have no, you know, despite my mechanical engineering degree, I can't work out why it would do that. Um, <laughs> because the elastic band, you know, so, oops, so I get it in frame. So it's an elastic band to the front, but I mean, it takes almost no resistance whatsoever <laughs> to it. Because I can turn the front wheels and the back ones definitely don't turn. So I can't imagine that it's some sort of transmission bounce. Anyway, tyres. I'm on a slippy slope. So, you know, the man who poo-pooed openly on this show, uh, anybody who bought tyres when they bought a new car, is now, <laughs> now buying tyres well, for all his cars. I think uh, after, what, 37 years, you're sort of allowed to buy tyres for a slot car. Allowed to buy tyres. It's... But the dreadful thing is, I need. I buy if you buy them in bulk and you don't fit them straight away. If you, I'm using you in a general me, <laughs> I buy them in bulk <laughs> and I don't fit them straight away. I end up with just a lot of tires kind of lying around, and then I go, oh, I'm sure I've got some of them, and then I'm trying to peer up something and find is that the right one? Is that right? So I need a life you know, hitherto unknown in my life sense of organisation and cataloguing where I can store these tires in something. And then fit them to the cars as they say. Anyway, just you mentioning chattering. Got some boxes with very small um, dividers in them. I, I shall bring those over when we when we have a run on your track, and you can stick as many tyres in those as you yeah. like. I I got them for free uh, when Lawrence at the club was having a clear out, and he's like, "Oh, I've got these little plastic boxes with multiple, like eight, ten, whatever um, dividers in." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, fine. I think they're you know for washers and." screws and sensible things like that but they work yeah. perfectly well for slot car tyres and I'm just not organised enough to ever use them so you probably would get more value out of them oh, no, I'm, I'm not organised so I, <laughs> I, I, think, I think I confessed earlier that uh, so I've been having little slot rallies to myself uh, and that involves getting the cars out and running them and then getting some more cars out and running them to the point where I think I've got I did count reasonably accurately so I can there's just under 90 cars sort of parked uh, around the circuit at the minute of, of rallying form. Um, and so this week's task, which I haven't quite girded myself to do, is to relocate and re, re-meet up the car with the box. Uh, and I've got to do that 90 times. Uh, so wow. I'll be spending a lot of time in this. The, in Wasn't the box shape, for that doing... um, Quattro cardboard? Is it, does it still exist? Or the has it the original manky? box for this Quattro, uh, I burnt... Because when I, I moved house many years ago, of course ago, you did, and I had a whole load of, I had all the cars were in their boxes, 
but they were just taking up space, I thought. So I burnt all that. I can remember standing in my back garden in, in Northamptonshire, casually throwing perfectly good slot Skeletrix uh, boxes into a fire. So uh, no, this now lives uh, in a Ferrero Rocher box, which are, you know, as you know, slot car boxes which come with free chocolates. I think it's an excellent <laughs> marketing idea. Why, Ambassador, <laughs> with this Audi Quattro, you are spoiling us. Yeah, something like that. Right. Anyway, back to the plot. What was where? where what? <laughs> I interrupted. <laughs> well, I interrupted you and went way off on a tangent. Well, it sort you of brings because to... let me reach onto the shelf of cars. What I've written books about. And there's quite a lot of those, Nick. There's quite yes, a lot. Yes, quite. Um, the, uh, the, so, Audi Quattro, we're talking about prices of things. Now, you can get one of those Quattros that you've got for pennies on eBay or at a swap meet, unboxed, um, and it will run all day long. Um, I Might have bounce got... a bit, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Fly, the original Fly Quattros... They're perfectly fine, as some people complain about them, but we've had four of them as lane cars at the club since they came out in, what, 20 years ago? Must mm. be. Um, and, yes, we've changed opinions for, for slotted ones, but apart from that, box standard. And they run beautifully. Uh, we even took them to Home Farm because we did an inter, inter-club challenge and we all had to take classes of cars to run. And we took the Quattros, and they went absolutely brilliantly on wood, on standard smooth, tires. Smooth yeah. track, yeah. Um, and smooth, they, they yeah. bounce along happily on their drop arms at, at Farnham. But these, and Fly reissued them a couple of years ago in this wonderful uh, China Rally livery um, from 1985. There's this one, which is the Andy Dawson car. And if I go onto the shelf, there's this one, which is the Henry Mickler car. And... Um, they're, they're beautiful things. Um, they are exactly fly things. The wheels are slightly different. Um, and the inserts are not inside the wheels. They stick out, which is odd. But the, look, I cannot make the wheels turn because the thing seized solid. Both of them are exactly the same. Um, and those were a good 50 quid when they were released. And now if you can find one for less than 75 on eBay, well done, you found a bargain. Um, whereas, yeah, those old scale electric ones and SCX or Spanish scale electric or Exin or whatever they were, um, they'll they'll run all day and you can get them for pennies. So I think that's a good buy. I mean, they, they look like Quattros, the Lancia <laughs> and the Porsche 911 and everything. I mean, I, those are the ones that I got. <clears throat> We'd go on a family holiday to Spain once a year and I was allowed to bring back one slot car. And I've got a Lancia 037, I've got a Porsche 935, and I've got a Porsche 911 from those holidays. And they were always sort of light years ahead of our scale electric in terms of detail. Hmm. Well, it was interesting. I mean, for the, uh, I guess I assume people know. I didn't know at the time. I was just walking past a, a model shop window going, wow, those new slot cars look really good. You know, they're not sort of blobby moulds anymore. Um, you know, like the SD1 or the TR7 or whatever. Uh, and there was the Quattro, the O three seven, and the BMW M one, and the Ferrari two eighty GTO. In my mind, they all came at the same time. Uh, and Skeletric UK were using Spa- Skeletric Spain bodies and chassis, but putting the, the local motor in it and Tampu printing the bodies, whereas the Spanish versions were still using stickers at that yep. time. So, arguably, 
at the time, the UK cars were probably better than the Spanish ones. But um, fantastic. I mean, they were a revelation at the time. I mean, as big a revelation then to me as Fly would be you know, another 15 years on sort of thing. Um, and I still, they're still some of my favourite uh, cars and models, partly because of nostalgia but part, and partly because the, mod, the cars that they are models of are cars mm. that I have a huge affection for. Uh, but as you say, they're robust, they work. Um, you know the proper that balance that Venn diagram of model and toy, yeah, uh, and which are kind of these things really do uh, do very well. But, um, anyway, I'm not, I'm not enough nostalgia. What it means, of course, is what I do eventually put the ninety WRC era cars away. Yeah. I'll probably have to get out uh, the Group B cars. Uh, which is probably a similar number. You'll have to you'll have to come over and help me run a rally. <laughs> but also, and and for <clears throat> slot rally GB next year. I mean, having done a couple of events at Abergavenny, you can now get three D chassis for those eighties models. And I've seen a couple of very rapid um, builds with you know long can motors and and the right short gearing for most rally stages with those old. SCX slash scale electric bodies on, uh, they work a treat. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I haven't my slippy slope. You know, I'm buying tires. I haven't yet started buying 3D chassis. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in in future episodes for the further. I believe they, they're the available from only eight pounds. Eight pounds for eight a pounds. high performance chassis. Yeah, but then you have to buy. You know, axles Slotted and pushes and, and stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it is. Which brings us back to the price of cars, really. So I it does. quoted to D- David says you know, that every car, all slot cars cost 90 quid. Uh, you either buy a 90 quid car that works out the box or you buy a 50 quid car that you have to spend money on tyres and motors and pinions and stuff. Um, and I, well, he's a bit shy of some of the new releases, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yes, that's true. What, well, <laughs> There's there's one which I think we're going to you, you tell. There's, well, there's a new release. Two, I mean, there's not much in the way of new releases this week, but what we have got is the arrival of the Avant slot uh, Mercedes W196 on its high speed transporter, um, mm-hmm. which I know I think is one that you've been looking forward to. Um, I, so I, that, I'm having to resist a lot. That one. I'm having to so resist there's 250 a lot. of these worldwide, um, and they are 250 quid. That's. I think that's a relative. But when you think the transit model, the you know the rally support the trains, vehicle yeah. model that they did, yeah. they were about two hundred and fifty quid, and that was just for a van. Um, this is for mm. a fifties Grand Prix car and something. So I, I see. It all depends how you look at it. You, know, you might say it's five Carreras. <laughs> I would agree with you, but then I say it's I only might. equivalent to one. <laughs> it's only one transit. And, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I can see your point, and yeah, but I, no. I mean, it's it's just interesting that we're now sort of numb to it in a way. You know, two hundred fifty quid slot car. It's not big news, is it? It's quite good value, in fact. It's just the way things are going. <laughs> um, and and also the Le Mans miniatures Mirage has come out, which is one hundred and five. In sterling, um, I think mm. it's about the hundred mark in euros if you live in the eurozone, um, mm-hmm. and it's probably about the same in dollars, um, yen, and other currencies are available. So, um, 
yeah. Uh, apparently, though, the Le Mans miniatures uh, Mirage is a little bit disappointing if you just take it out of the box, put it on your track, and pull the trigger. Um, it is basically a static model with a guide full of slotted parts, which is pretty much what people have always said about the more miniatures cars. They are bought as collector's items. They are bought um, for display purposes. Um, that Some of them can be made to go well. I have my one and only Le Mans miniatures car here on the shelf of cars I've written books about, which is the Porsche 962 GT, um, which obviously was the cheaty, cheaty Le Mans winning uh, car of 94. Yes, very cheaty, cheaty, but yes. Uh, it's a road car, honest, gov. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go down to your local Porsche dealer or you'll find one there. No, you won't, but uh, there we are. Um, so, yeah, those ones can apparently be made to run quite nicely. I haven't experimented to find out because mine is a slot car that just sits on the shelf on display. <laughs> well, it's, I've, I've got a few long miniatures. All were <clears> bought. <throat> Second-hand stroke uh, as return, shop returns. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, so therefore all of them had bits that had fallen off, basically. So mirrors, headlamp lenses, or whatever, all of which were easily reattached. Um, and I think I run them. I tell a lie. I was. I've got one that I was given, uh, which was the the Renault Le Mans car. Um, so it was. It's fine. It's very old. I mean, that's from nearly 20 years ago but they um they do run and i i i, I do run them i would you couldn't race them just because they're too heavy i would that's the biggest or you, you could race them they wouldn't be competitive because they're, they're too heavy um but I, I i i kind of like the fact that they exist i think that's a quite a nice sort of subset of the market where there's a they make they tend to make things which nobody else makes so if you really yeah. want that car then that's the way to get it um and you know i guess it's only the equivalent so you could have two other cars or that one i don't know i argue with this i argue this stick both ways depending on how i'm feeling don't I? buy lots of cheap cars and have fun buy one really expensive car um the advanced slot transporter i am happy to resist i have to say i think it's it's yeah, it's I see that the, the, the Mercedes is front motored. Um, yeah, probably. It's, I'm assuming it'll be roughly the same as a Cartrix one, you know, because if the, they should be roughly compatible. But um, yeah, and I um, also I also wonder because all the pictures, all a lot of the pictures I see of the transporter, I've got the streamliner on the back, um, and I wonder if in the future having made gone to the trouble of making this they'll do another 250 with a streamliner on the back now and that that would be even harder to resist so <laughs> I, I may i may put myself into that sort of uh position where i'm waiting for something i don't know is ever going to come <laughs> i hope the racing cars come out individually sans transporter as well at some point um there aren't enough w196s in the world uh you i think, think yeah you think the cartridge might... one doesn't really look like one Cartrix 50s F1s don't really look like any of the cars that they were sort of based you on because they've sort of nit, gone. You nitpicker, you nitpicker, of course. And low, um, and just sort of. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but that's a twenty pound car. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm 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 fond of the Cartrix ones, not just for the dusters, but you know, I thought it was terribly sad that one swap meet or other I saw it must have been earlier this or late last year, and there was just like a pile of Cartrix dusters. So for those who don't know, so these fifties cars came in a tin box, tin, old fashioned tin, into which was a a, a lovely three uh, resin sort of plinth that the cars uh, screwed onto all wrapped in a yellow duster, which were printed with the, the silhouettes of the cars. Beautiful, lovely, a lovely, wee, lovely presentation of a slope car, etc. Um, and then when I saw these pile, I thought, these have all been separated from tins and cars. You know, that's, like, that's dreadful. Someone's just sort of opened the box and almost chucked away the, the, the thing. But, uh, I'd, 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 yeah, shame. I've never used them for dusting. I've used that. <laughs> maybe we should get. Maybe we should go into the merch department and get some talking us slot dusters done. There's a sounds like they go down storm. <laughs> there's a gap. There's a gap in in the market for dusters. Anyway, <laughs> um, but you going back to the prices of things. You were doing some. What would it cost in the past thing, weren't you? Well, you yeah, was... which was slightly sparked by a conversation, funnily enough, about returns. So you have mm. been snapping up returned Le Mans miniatures at a bargain price. Um, I don't know if that happens at Scale X Street, but on the NSCC um, chat page on, on Facebook, there was a chap who said that he had returned 29 slot cars this year to Scale X Street or the... Um, vendor that he'd got his scale electric thing from and he'd taken matters up with scale electric about why he was returning all his cars now he did put some really really magnified photographs up where you can see blemishes but um yeah i'm not sure that i would have ever sent any of those back myself um but um yeah just sort of the returns and and people were going wow it's not fair for you know 50 pounds to be returning cars like well yeah so it did a little calculation and obviously back in the late 70s early 80s mid 80s cars were four pounds 95 which with inflation is about 18 19 pounds today so yeah if you're judging a slot car that's a pure slot car you're not going to put it on display no one's going to thank you if you do um you know the tr7 slash rover sd1 <laughs> that we used to have the triple x1 um, few of those cars would really sort of cut the mustard as display pieces, um, unless it was a slot car history museum. But um, when I got back into slots, which would be 2002, three, um, new scale electric cars were 25 99 Things like the Cadillac, the MG, EXP, whatever, LMP2 car, the... A very lovely model, I have to say. Yeah, uh, the exactly. Complex the, the complexity of the shape and everything is... Yeah, yeah there was the Astra DTM, because I bought one of those to Not such race at Oxford. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But apart from the Mr Blobby Driver figure, which everyone banged on about, um, the, the, the shape of the car, whilst to some eyes, uh, for me, the, the, what is it, the Type G Astra, beautiful absolute thing of beauty um but um yeah there we are they were 25.99 which inflation adjustment to today 53 pounds which is what you have to pay for a 
licensed James Bond or something, um, rather than or or a particularly intricate piece of engineering, such as the new Land Rover. I think that's coming out fifty three ninety nine, isn't it, or is it forty nine ninety nine? Because they haven't got. A... Don't know. I haven't got one of those in order. Um, what? It reminds what? me in my old and that's a Land Rover little just. Order. I mean, I hope it doesn't work because then it'd be faithful <laughs> to the brand. But then. <laughs> He didn't say that, Simon. He didn't say that. <laughs> no, it would be true. Land Rovers break down. That's just a point. Um, the, uh, it reminds me when my days uh, as an Austin Rover PR, uh, some mini anniversary was coming up, um, and I remember doing them. A mini then, so this would be mid-80s, uh, inflation-adjusted cost less than it did when it was launched. Um, the the uh, minis had, actually, had, had in real terms got cheaper. Um whether they've got any better is a debatable. <laughs> Those people who didn't like things like windy windows and actual door handles. Um, no, yeah, the price. I mean, the prices. We we talk about this quite a lot. I wonder if we're in for uh, a Christmas price rise or a New Year price rise that's going to give us a big shock. Um, I think that's out be, of our hands, isn't it? At the moment, it's um... well, yeah, but it's. Uh, it, I can see that you know, thinking thinking about it, but. Um, because we had a big, biggish one at the beginning. Anyway, we'll find out. You're, mm, but we might. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it begs the question: If we'd bought something twenty years ago, what would have been the best? Quick off the top of your head, investment advice. What would so? What would you have bought twenty years ago that would be worth a lot now? Good. Um, it's it's probably some... roundabouts, isn't it? Because things go up and down in value. Like you couldn't buy a. Um, Ninko McLaren F1 GTR for less than 60 quid a few years ago and now 10 a penny, 20 quid. Yeah. You just cannot guess where it's going to go with the market. And I know that people have successfully, I think, um, you know, profited from having lots of unused mint boxed scared extracts tucked away, but can't be that much really. Well, I don't know. I've never heard any. I know people have sold collections for a lot of money, but whether that equates <laughs> they had to, to spend a lot of money more, buying, yeah, they had to spend a lot of money buying it. So, which yeah, you know, I should put a little plug for the, the episode forty, which is a conversation with Gareth buying his, building up his collection and then selling his collection. Which uh, I'm still at the stage of the parabola, which is I uh, you know can't, I can't envisage doing that. The, the trauma of having to sell them would be life without a slot car. Um, well, there's, gonna... I mean, because one of the cars that's available for, uh, or rarely available, and costs a lot of money when it is, is I think it's last year's uh, Scale Electric Club car, the black Arivatanen Escort, um, mm. which seems to be changing hands for seventy, eighty quid, um, or at least it's being advertised for that. Whether or not they they sell is another matter. Um, it's a different question. Yeah, one being advertised at the moment on a forum. Uh, for 50 don't give away five, too much do exactly 55 quid <laughs> plus postage buy it buy it yeah I'm sorry because I made it that livery using decals that I actually commissioned from uh, Mr Rally Slot decals uh, who now sells his stuff through Atalaya uh, in Spain and uh, he didn't do white decals very well that's why he moved to Atalaya because they can print everything really nicely so mm. um, my beautiful um, black paintwork on my SCX, which was glossy and wonderful, 
uh, put these decals on. They look great for about five minutes. And then my white stripes sort of faded to grey faster than Steve Strange at an 80s disco. And... Um, <laughs> Um, it was just horrible so I had to strip it and redo it as um, a white car (laughs) and I've always looked at that scale electric one and gone yeah it's a yeah but it's a mm, uh, mm." Um, well I'd been told that 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 model wasn't that the Skeletrix version of the Escort wasn't really good it's got lots of SEO uh, so I hadn't bought any Um, but when I saw that come out that made me rejoin the club because it was the club car for two years ago I think yeah and uh so i signed up just to get that car and i think it's yeah it's the old story put different tires on it and it'll go 90 but yeah it looks like an escort goes sideways easily um so yeah i'll tell you what i would want to buy it scale electric let's hope it's simon in his infinite wisdom has been putting out social media videos of their cars without magnets um they've been letting them go sideways well, not only that, but I saw that the McRae Subaru crashing a lot, which I, I, <laughs> I, I so uh, there's a reel, which is just an endless crash, every corner that crashes and rolls, which what I What struck hope... me about those videos was the sound. Now, the, yeah, okay, geek out, why not? But the McRae Subaru sounds almost silent. It sounds like it's a purpose-built well, non-magnet it's, it's car. it's in the air most of the time. <laughs> It's getting there's no current. Current. There's no current, go- current going through the motor. But when, when its wheels are rolling, they're just sort of shh, shh, like that. Whereas the uh, the Cobra, <laughs> it's got your your Quattro <laughs> chassis problems. <laughs> all the way around. Yeah. Um, and the, the Mark One Escort, the, the Embassy one, um, again, very tempting car. Um, that one's sort of halfway betwixt and between the two. It's slightly rattly. It's not as smooth as the Subaru. But well done to Scale Electric, I have to say, for putting out social media videos of the cars as they should be. Sons magnets. Uh, Sons magnets. This touched on when I, uh, and you know where I'm going to go here, with the Colin car crashing all the time, Mm -hmm. I thought that's because that's authentic. (laughs) He didn't crash all the time. And he drew, you know, he was he was a responsible hooligan. So the I thought that was in, I hope that was why they were doing that that it fitted in. Um, but as I said, I would, again, because I'm running all these rally cars and you know, and I list them all and pick them all up. And part of identifying them is I have to look at which drive because if I've got six blue Subarus, you know, I have to look at the driver on the side window to find out which one I'm meant to be running. And I wondered to myself, and it was with a McCree Focus in this instance, uh, as I was driving it and it came out the sort of top bend on uh, of my track, completely sideways. Uh, and I thought, well, that's very authentic. That's how he would have done it. Um, I wondered if I drive, and therefore if others drive, do you drive the car differently, almost subconsciously because of who the driver is? What's the name on the side window? Um, you know, for Villeneuve, would you be a bit more extravagant? For a Prost, would you be very precise and all that? Yeah. So you would. So yeah. So it's one of it's one of my new toy theories is that you know you drive the car a little bit like it's supposed to be driven by whoever the driver is supposed to be in it. <laughs> Tumbleweed. Scott spends Scott spends too much time on his own. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can uh, hopefully I'll be able to bring a 
Vat and an escort over at some point and try and drive it Harry style, which would be quite oh, like Collins. Every third corner I'd come off as opposed to every second corner. Well, that's, well I think it's why I love uh, when you're you know, playing. Well, I mean, the rally cars are more fun because actually, you know, I'm going sideways round the bend just feels like what they should be doing anyway, whereas it's, it's not quick. But if you drive the car quickly, it's kind of very. Mm, Whereas if you're using a Le Mans car, that kind of looks more like it should do. It doesn't look right when you've got an LMP car bouncing off the barrier when it's going round. Slotted Group Cs are so much quicker if you don't slide them. Mm. If you, I think everything is. I think you know. I think I think that's the. It's a deceptive thing. This (laughs) tail wagging about everywhere looks fantastic, right? It's a really neat. uh, You know, is is the way to go. It's difficult and it's a bit boring. I know it's just me, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> now, so, let's see. I spend too. I spend too much time. But by just go and buy that escort. You know, you want to. You're going to. Yeah, want possibly. To. But what what else are you buying? Come on. What, what, what are we shopping for in the next week or two? T- tires, pinions. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I do. I'm, I've still. I think of my orders. My pre-orders still to be fulfilled are the Skeletric Mirage. Which will mm-hmm. hopefully be more uh, track friendly than you. You mentioned the Lamont Miniatures one. Um, I can vouch for the fact that it's been designed as a racer. Oh, there you go. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I think I'll revert to trolling the tables, looking for bargains. Basically, you know, the sort well, of thing you can buy Orpington for 10, coming up, haven't we? Orpington on the 19th of November is the next big one, isn't it? It is, uh, and I can't remember whether it's the last one that Phil's organising or it's the first one that the NSCC are organising. Or anyway, um, I quite like Orpington. It's a good small. It's sort of it's got a slightly different character to some of the other ones. You tend to get a lot more scratch buildy stuff there, um, so uh, it's good for tyres for oddball stuff usually. Slightly more over the horizon, uh, scale auto Mitsubishi's. Looking forward to those. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, that's about it. And, and we're getting it now. Feels as though we're within reach. You know, we're kind of you know, a couple of months away I, from I'm slightly range, up, range upset so. Not to when I was in Spain and and I found that the local model shop had got those scale auto white kits in at thirty eight euros. <laughs> really kicking myself to have not bought one of those now because Damn, yeah. they're a lot more than thirty eight euros in this country. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we should probably do a future show. What we would like to see in the announcements for next year. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so that that would be a good. Uh, what we'd like to see getting sold. What about I'm, you? What are you? I'm slightly optimistically hoping to find an SCX Danny Sordo Hyundai, um, for less than the cost of my house, um, <laughs> because that seems to be the way those have gone. Um, you can get your Nil Solans livery, no problem at all, but. There's a reason for that. It's Nils Solans. It's not an actual <laughs> rally-winning car. Um, and that rally Sardinia, I reported on for Autosport, and it was one of the best rallies of the year. It was sort of... Well, I, I said it was like an episode of uh, Inspector Montalbano because everything's going wrong and everyone's doing everything wrong. And there's a bald-headed, slightly stroppy Italian man tr- trying to hold it all together. And in the end, he eventually gets it... Put 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 all uh, put all into the right place, and they did manage to get Sordo across the line first. But it was sort of an uphill struggle. Um, so I'd love to get that car at some point. Um, as a R50 Mini Cooper driver, um, I probably should have a slot version. 
Uh, I'm thinking Ninko rather than Scale Electric because the Ninko one has the pretty wheels on it and probably goes a bit better non-mag. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all these returned Scale Electric cars, maybe some might turn up uh, cheap. So I could get a well, Goldfinger Mustang, which would be mm-hmm. a good Miami Vice car. Uh, I have to take the lady out, but I have a I have a purpose for the lady if I do take her out. She can go into um, <laughs> she can go into George Harrison's mini um, as Patty Boyd. Ta-da! Wow, that it's it's meant to be. It's meant it to be. It clearly is, isn't yeah, it? The planets um, and aligning. I'd yeah. Sort of like a scale XJS as well. I've got the George Turner uh, resin. One, which is, I think, just looks to my eye better proportioned as the Group A race car. But the Scale Electric one looks good as the road car. Read into that what you will about Tom Morganshaw Racing. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, the the Scale Electric one looks fine as a road car. They they, they did the special edition one for Coventry Museum or something, which Mm -hmm. um, has got a fairly foul uh, design on it but you could easily sort of take that off um, and put it into a a normal XJS colour or make it the Saint white one because it's got the same wheels as the Saint's car Um, all sorts of things you could do with that and I just would quite like a Scale Electric XJS. I know that um, those who've tried them in our classic saloons class, it's not a saloon but it was (laughs) homologated as one um, they find them a little bit troublesome uh, to race against other more potentially competitive cars, just a bit I, long. I, yeah, it's. I think it's. You know, scale accuracy is. A, I think it's. It is, it is accurate in the sense that it's long and thin because cars, especially seventies cars, were long and thin. I, had, I got the Motul one instantly. I waited for the green one rather than buying the Australian issue one because I knew they had to do it. Uh, and now I've got my fingers crossed that they'll do the white with green stripe. Uh, Motul version, which, if anything, is my favourite. Um, if you're listening, Simon. Um, but yeah, no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean. It, it rides a little high. It could do with being a bit lower and a bit squatter and uh, all that good stuff. But it's better than note. I'm quite looking because my season will have finished by then. So Orpington's going to be the first one that I've got a ghost of a chance of getting to, and I'm quite excited about that. We should probably yeah. wrap up, shouldn't we? we should. Before we convince we ourselves should. to go and put buy our toys away for another week. No, no, I'm going to go out and play with mine. Well, I have to put them away. Actually, that's true. I do have to put them put some toys away, um, just yeah, to make room to get even tonight, more of them out. So I've got at least six cars, which will be um, out and about. Okay, good stuff. Well, do you want to do the outro then? You did the intro. You can do the outro. I'll say goodbye. <laughs> Well, he said goodbye to me too. We've both said goodbye at once. Yeah. (laughs) Mike. (laughs) Right. Well, I'll call a halt. Bye, everybody. Bye bye, everyone. See you next week.